0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to What We Said Podcast. I am JC, and I am here doing a solo episode this week. So Chelsea is not with me, unfortunately. It doesn't feel right being here alone, but I'm excited to chat with you guys and hang out. Honestly, this is going to be a very Candid, kind of, I don't want to say unplanned, but maybe unfiltered conversation. I'm going to answer some questions, go into some topics that I've been interested in lately and that you guys said you want to hear about. And I'm really excited to chat and hang out with you guys. So happy Tuesday. I hope you are all having a wonderful day. I'm going to start with a life update. That's usually what we do around here. By the way, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the What We Said fam. And we hope you stay a while. So, a life update. I just wanted to be brutally honest with you guys about life in LA right now because it's not ideal and it's not so fun and amazing right now. And that's just me being super honest because at this exact moment, you might hear in my voice actually that I'm stuffed up and that's because I'm having allergies and asthma right now as a result of the uh, air quality because of the fires, which. If any of you have been affected by the fires, I want to say that my heart goes out to you. I'm sending you so much love. Fire season is just really awful and horrible, and I feel so sad about all the fires happening. And also, the air quality is super bad, so it affects a ton of people, um, especially if you do have allergies or asthma like I do, and I luckily have both. So my just congestion has been, you know— out of this world. And I feel like I can't even really go outside right now. And the air quality actually for the next week is supposed to be super bad. So we are actually, Life and I are going to Utah. When you listen to this, I don't know if we'll be in Utah or be back at this point, but my sister-in-law is having a baby and we are going to film the birth actually. Hopefully we can get to her in time. She is doing a natural labor and I will be there to witness it. So I'll definitely give you guys the rundown when I uh, get back and let you know if I still want children after seeing that. But I'm really excited to get out of LA, honestly. We're driving there. Um, We're going to do a little road trip, and it'll be nice to just be with our immediate family and to get some fresh air that is a little bit better quality air. So I'm happy about that. Um, It really does feel like when you have, first of all, you can't do much in Los Angeles right now as it is. We can still go to the beach, which is such a blessing, but we can't do a lot of hikes. A lot of stuff is not open still. Um, Even if it is like, you know, you wear a mask the whole time, so it doesn't necessarily feel normal. And now that the air quality is bad and you can't really be outside either, it kind of feels like your only option is to just be at home. So it almost feels like the intense quarantine lockdown situation all over again, which. Can feel claustrophobic. And genuinely, you know, if you listened to last week's episode, all about positivity, I truly try and look on the bright side of things and try and think of all the things that are going right and the things that I absolutely love about my house and LA in general. And that does help a ton. And when I think about all the things I'm grateful for and all the blessings that I have in my life, I truly am humbled and I'm like so, so lucky to live here and I love it. But that doesn't mean that it's perfect and fun all the time. Definitely. Not right now. So just wanted to be honest with you guys about that. Did my voice literally just crack like a <laughs> boy, like a 10-year-old boy? I'm not sure. Anyway, I have some, some stuff. I have a list of stuff, but truthfully, this is going to be, like I said, kind of candid because I didn't plan answers to any of them or anything. I wrote down a bunch of topics, and I'm going to look on my Instagram story because I asked you guys for questions, and we're just going to dive in. So someone asked me about body image and my thoughts, my relationship with my body and stuff like that. And again, I wanted to be brutally honest with you guys because I have gained weight in quarantine and I want to normalize that and say that if you have too, it is totally okay and fine. I have been actually sticking consistently to a workout routine that makes me feel really good. But even though I've been pretty consistent with working out, my workouts the type of things I'm doing, I wouldn't say are consistent. They're very random because before the pandemic hit and all of this happened, I was going to the gym four to five times a week and I was so consistent and I was feeling so good and happy about where I was at with you know my health. And when this all happened and the gyms all closed, it really did throw me for a loop because I finally kind of felt like I was On it with going to the gym, and I was getting into a routine, and I really enjoyed my routine. So, obviously, I just had to make it work, and I started working out from home. It did show me that I can work out from home, and I actually can enjoy working out from home. Before, I just felt like, oh, that's not possible for me. I need to be at the gym. That's, you know, when you're going somewhere to do something, it feels more like, I don't know, a part of my routine. I don't know why. I don't know if that even makes sense at all, but. Then I transitioned to working out at home and I got kind of bored with the workouts I was doing. So I started switching it up and I think switching it up, not that it was a bad thing because I still like doing kind of random workouts, but I wasn't as much on a schedule, I guess. And so I don't know that I was working out all the muscles that I was used to working out, if that makes sense, because I used to do arm day and then leg day and then arm and abs. And then, you know, and I would kind of throughout the week be working out my full body And then when I started just picking up random exercises from different apps and stuff, I feel like maybe I wasn't getting as thorough of a workout or something. And then I also feel like I definitely am just have been eating more because I'm at home with not a lot to do. And I know a lot of people feel that way. And I got a bunch of messages about that. Like, how do I avoid just eating because I'm bored? And I truly feel like so many of us can relate to you. You're definitely not alone, especially when you work from home and you can kind of eat whatever whenever it is hard to stay on a schedule and stuff. So I have gained a little bit of weight. I'm still honestly totally happy with my body and I'm not super upset or anything like that, but I have been wanting to eat a little bit cleaner lately. I've just been feeling like my body is craving like better, cleaner food because I feel like I've eaten a lot of junk food recently for no reason other than I've just been buying it and eating it just because. So I definitely, even the past two weeks, I've been trying to eat a little bit cleaner and get on more of a workout schedule just because I really want to listen to my body and be in good health, especially when there's a virus going around and stuff. You really want to work on your health and your whole health. So you know, eating clean, good food that make you energized and feel awesome, and exercise. You know, for the mental benefits as well as the physical benefits. Um, I will say that I got a message or a, a comment on my Instagram about how I've gained weight, and they were like, especially in your arms, and that has truly been my biggest insecurity for a long time. Is how I feel like my arms just have always been kind of bigger than the rest of my body. And I gain muscle there first, I feel like, out of anywhere or, or weight in general my in my upper arms. And so someone pointed that out and they were like, and in your face. And I also have a very round face just naturally. So when I do gain a little bit of weight, it does look more round. Anyway, those are two of the things that I've been a little bit insecure about lately where I'm like, eh, this isn't ideal, but it's fine. And then I was having not a great day. And when someone drew attention to it, it really did make me it just hurt my feelings i guess and i was really over it within a day but i don't know it's just it's a hard time right now to i don't want to say again i don't want to complain at all but to have people critiquing you when the world is you know so crazy because you're just trying to live life and get through every day, just like everyone else. And then if people are like super mean and critiquing everything about you, it is, it does get hard sometimes. That being said, literally 99% of my comments are the best, sweetest, most awesome things ever. So I don't have much to complain about, but I just want to be honest with you guys and let you know that I am a human. And just for, you know, anyone out there Just be nice to everyone because everyone does have feelings and they have bad days. Even if you think their life looks really awesome or perfect, it's not. And yeah, I feel like my relationship with my body has been, I don't want to say it's been the worst it's ever been, but I definitely have struggled during quarantine with body image and I'm feeling happy right now with it and healthy. And I feel like I'm on a good, um trajectory, which is making me happy because I know that I'm in control and I can, you know, I get to control what food goes into my body and how much I exercise and I get to listen to my body and that's a really good feeling. And so I'm just trying to, you know, kind of live in that space and not be stressed out. But I want you guys to know you're not alone and it's never too late to make a healthy choice for you and for your mental health and your physical health. So keep that in mind. Okay let me tell you my favorite workout apps and stuff really fast. So I love the sweat app and these are going, I don't know if I said that too fast, but the sweat app, um, there are a bunch of different trainers on the app. Personally. I love Kelsey Wells. I love her power program. You can do the power at home program. If gyms are not open around you and that's the one I've been doing. I absolutely love it. It is such a good workout. Leif does the workouts with me sometimes too. And it kicks our butt. We did a leg workout from it today and we were both dying. So that's kind of my most intense workouts I do. And if I do those, that's essentially what I was doing, but at the gym before quarantine and everything. So I feel like it's very similar though. When you do it at home, you get a really, really good workout in. So I highly recommend the Sweat app. And it also, it basically has you working out like three to five times a week and you follow a program. So it's really easy and nice because you don't have to really think about anything. You just do what you're told and it's nice. The other two workouts that I like are Melissa Wood Health and Tasha Franken. And I'm grouping them together because I feel that they do similar exercises. So Melissa Wood Health has an app and it does cost money or you can go on her Instagram and I think she has, or YouTube maybe, and I think she has some of her workouts there, but I have her app. And she does a lot of like yoga flows and like sculpting workouts where you don't need any machines. You don't need any weights or anything at all. You can use ankle weights or wrist weights if you want, but pretty much you just use your body weight. And Tasha Franken is the same. She does like a lot of Pilates type of workouts. And again, you really don't need anything but yourself and a yoga mat, which I think is amazing. And Tasha Franken's workouts are just on Instagram. They don't cost any money. And how you spell it is Tasha and then her, or wait, is it Tosh? No, I think it's Tasha. And then Franken is F-R-A-N-K-E-N. So definitely check out those if you want some good workouts. Okay, let's go into finances. So someone asked just basically how I save and deal with my finances. So, my grandpa told me something a long time ago. I may have shared this on the podcast before, but he said, Part of everything you make is yours to keep. And that's a very simple statement, but it's stuck with me for a long time. I always save money. Part of every single paycheck that I get, I save. The percentages vary depending on, you know, circumstances of life but I usually have tried to save 35% of everything I make and I just put it in a savings account. But the thing about savings that I wanted to tell you guys is that instead of feeling like it's a burden to save, you should feel excited to save your money and like it's a blessing to save your money because you're putting that aside for yourself, for you and for your future. and to me, it's so exciting to see that savings account grow. So instead of being like, oh, I have to save, you know, this percentage of my money, you should be excited. I actually, you know, if I can, I will save as much as possible. I like to save like 70% of my money if I can, but you know, obviously I have bills to pay and other stuff going on. And so I can't just save all my money, but. I think saving is so important. And even if you can put $1 aside, $5 aside, it doesn't matter. No number is too small. Save a part of every one of your paychecks if you can. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that it's really crazy what you can do and how much you can save if you basically act like it's non-negotiable. And if it is non-negotiable to you, Leif and I invested in something in a property and things started getting really tight, but we did not have a choice because we, we already made the choice to pay for this property every month. And, um, at the beginning of this year, especially work was going really slow. This was even before the pandemic hit. Um, just like the beginning of the year is always kind of slow as an influencer and then COVID hit and everything like got wiped out even further. And a bunch of my campaigns got canceled And we kind of started to not panic, but we were like, okay, well, we have these investments that we pay for. You know, we pay our own bills and we pay a salary for Beth and all of this stuff. And now not that much money's coming in or not as much as we had planned for. And we already made this commitment. And so it was non-negotiable to us. We're like, we made this commitment and we're going to make it work. And so we made it work. And this whole year, we've just made it work. And there have been months where we're like, how is this even possible? But it just works out. And that to me is a testament of when it's non-negotiable and when you have to figure it out, you'll figure it out. And if you almost just act as if like, I have to put money in my savings, no matter what, even if you can decide on a percentage and you're like, I will be saving 10% of my money, no matter what. And then times get tough and you're like, "Eh, well, I guess not this month. I mean, yes, there are times when you can have exceptions, but I would just try and push so hard where it's like, wow, this doesn't seem possible, but I'm really going to put my faith in this and I'm going to continue to save and I'm going to make it work. I'll, you know, put in more hours. I will work a little bit harder so that I can save that money. And that has been game-changing for us. And we've realized, oh my gosh, we would have never— ever saved that amount that we've put into that property on our own without absolutely having to. We would have just spent it on like probably dumb things that we don't even need. You know, if you just have money laying around and you're, you know, you're just like, oh yeah, I do need that sweatshirt, I guess. When you could just be saving it or putting it into an investment of some sort. So long-winded answer. Hope that helped someone out there. Don't even know if it made sense. Okay, moving on. My favorite film camera. So, I have the Contax T2. I got it off of eBay. I absolutely love this camera. It was like $1000 um and it's just a point and shoot, but truly I've used other film cameras that are a little bit cheaper and this one I just feel like is the best one I've used that's a point and shoot. I know there are other ones out there that are great and people told me like that one's overrated. But truly, I'm like, I absolutely love the photos that it takes. And every film photo that you see on my Instagram was taken with the Contax T2, most likely. That being said, if you are not able to pay, obviously, $1,000 or if you can't find a Contax T2 online, there are so many film cameras out there. And especially if you're new to film, you can totally start out. I have some film cameras that I actually really love that were like 35 bucks from just a random film store or a random camera store that I think takes such cute, like nostalgic photos. The thing that I like about the contacts is that the quality is really good for it being a point and shoot and it's very consistent. But some of these old cameras that are cheap, like the $35 to $50 cameras, honestly, I love the vibe of the photos that they take and it almost feels even more like nostalgic and filmy than the contacts, because it's almost less quality, if that makes sense. If you're like, okay, I don't even have 50 bucks, start with disposables. That being said, disposables are like 10 bucks. So by the time you use a few, you might as well have just bought like a $30 film camera. But if you just want to try out film, try disposables. They're so fun and they totally give off that I mean, they are a film camera. It's like, it totally gives off that nostalgic vibe. So, and if you want to make your iPhone photos blend with your film photos on your feed, definitely check out my new summer iPhone presets. You just use the Lightroom mobile app and it's very simple. The presets come with like an instructional video, so you won't be confused at all. And um, I made these presets for iPhone photos to kind of blend in and emulate a film vibe. So my whole feed is edited with these presets and then plus my film photos. So it all is cohesive and blends together. So check those out if you're looking for something, something filmy. Okay, someone asks, how do you always look put together? And I have to laugh because I absolutely do not. And I feel like the thing is, I don't even pretend. I don't think I pretend that I do either. I've been weekly vlogging, which if you are part of the YouTube fam, then you know this and you've been watching probably. Um, I've been weekly vlogging for like five weeks now. And I think it is so fun. It's a really good way for me to vlog because for some reason, I was getting kind of overwhelmed with YouTube and with all the different platforms that I have going. And I was just like, I don't know what my vibe is on YouTube. I don't know what I'm doing on there. I would vlog randomly when I felt like it. And I feel like this is kind of something consistent that I can do where um, I just film a few days a week or I'll film some of every day, but I don't have to film a day from, you know, the moment I wake up till the moment I go to bed. It's kind of just like random moments throughout the week. And I really have enjoyed vlogging like that. So anyway, all of that to say, if you watch my vlogs, you absolutely know that I don't always look put together. It's almost like with YouTube, you just can't really... You can't really fake it on there because especially if you're weekly vlogging, you're getting a pretty good insight into my life and into how I normally look. And honestly, I don't even get ready most days and that should be evident on my vlogs. I'll put makeup on sometimes, probably like two days a week. Depends on the week. Every week's different. Sometimes when I'm shooting more stuff, I'll put on more makeup or whatever. But honestly, a lot of days I just don't get ready and I'm wearing like just a huge t-shirt and shorts. I definitely don't feel like I look put together all the time. And I've kind of made friends with that and been okay with that. I love being comfortable and I physically can't, like, I'm just not putting on jeans when I'm around the house. Like, sure, maybe if I'm going out and doing something, but I'm really not doing much of going out or going anywhere. So I kind of just live in comfy clothes and I'm okay with that. Next question book recommendations. Okay. I'm going to give you guys three recent favorite books of mine. The first two are, uh, novels, fiction novels. So the first one is the silent patient. And this was a book that Kristen recommended to me. Actually, it is kind of a mystery thriller type of vibe. I'm not, I don't know. I feel like I can never even tell the summary because I feel like I'm going to give away the whole book. So you guys just have to look it up and you can read the summary for yourself so that you're not upset with me if I spoil something, but it's a really good read. Okay. I feel like I have to tell you something or else that that's annoying. So it's about a woman who, oh no, I'm going to give it away. I'm going to give it away. You just have to go, <laughs> just go look. Okay. Go Google it. Number two, is We Were Liars. This is a book that my friend Zoe is obsessed with, and I've had it on my list forever. I have a list of books on my phone. I'm going to post it on my Instagram story before this episode goes live, and it will be on my Instagram highlight called Books um, because I have this long list of books on my notes app on my phone that I want to read, and then there's a check mark next to them if I've already read it. So I'm going to share that list with you guys. Anyway, this has been on my list for a while and it's the book, We Were Liars. So I started reading it and then people were like, oh my gosh, this book is going to like make you so stressed and like disturbed. And I was just like, great. I'm not trying to be disturbed right now. I was not aware that that was the vibe of this book, but I have to say I was not disturbed. I thought it was a really interesting and good book both of these books, The Silent Patient and We Were Liars, kept me on the edge of my seat where I really wanted to know what happens next, which is the best quality a book can have. You want to be interested. When I'm not interested in a book, it takes me a million years to finish it because I'm just over it. I don't care. But with both of these books, I was very intrigued. We Were Liars has a very it's very um unique in the way it's written, and at first I was kind of like, "Okay, what's going on?" but as I kept reading, I liked it. So, enjoyed both of those and then the third is maybe my new favorite business like self-help book recommendation. If you are feeling lazy or uninspired, you need to read this book. It's called The Compound Effect. And essentially it's about how all of our choices compound into our future. So, it's kind of talking about how every choice actually does matter. Your habits matter. And this book kind of whipped my butt into shape. I was like, okay, I need to stop making excuses. I have control over my actions, over my mindset. And to be honest, I kind of do best, I don't want to say tough love, but I kind of do best with books and the approach of like, stop complaining and get it done that really resonates with me and always kind of just makes me want to work hard when I realize that I really am in charge of my mindset. That to me is so empowering. This whole book was kind of talking about taking responsibility for things. And um, one of the concepts actually in there that was really life-changing to me was taking 100% responsibility for basically everything and not being a victim or blaming other people or Anyone for anything. And that doesn't mean like shaming yourself and being like, oh, it's all my fault, but just taking control of your own life and your own happiness. I was also recently listening to an Ed Milette podcast episode with Jay Shetty that I absolutely loved. I thought it was such an amazing episode. I actually have a few notes written down from it. So I'll share kind of some things I loved about it with you guys. But something he was saying is that we can't wait for the weather to be perfect, for you know, this virus to be completely gone and all of that to be happy. We have to create happiness now. And that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately is instead of having the mindset of, oh, when life gets back to normal, everything will be good and then I'll be happy. This is still life. So even though things are weird right now, and it's weird for everyone, trust me, I truly feel like I've gone through so many mood swings. I feel like I've changed and grown so much through this whole thing. And I know it's been harder for some than it has been for others. But all that to say, we have to be happy and create our own happiness now because this is our life we're living. So I don't want to look back in two years and be like, oh my gosh, for the past two years, I've just been, you know, sitting around waiting for all of this to be over not doing anything, not progressing, not you know, trying to become a better version of myself or anything because I've just been waiting for everything to be great and perfect. Instead, I would rather take control of my own happiness, my own mindset and live life. And another thing I was thinking recently is not to feel guilty for being happy. And I, I know that sounds weird, but sometimes recently with everything going on, you almost feel guilty if you're in a good mood because you know there's so much heartache and so so many things going on in this world that aren't good that it almost, you feel guilty, and that's just how I feel, so maybe other people don't feel this way, but you almost feel guilty for feeling like your life is actually good. And I was thinking lately, when I am in a positive headspace and I really truly am feeling joy and fulfillment and happiness, that's when I can be the best version of myself. And that's when I can actually help the most people and use my platform for good and do all of these things is when I'm feeling happy and good. You should never feel guilty for feeling happy. Happiness, we are literally meant to enjoy this life. One of my favorite quotes by Gordon B. Hinckley is life is meant to be enjoyed, not endured. And Endured. Did I say that weird? Endured. Endured. I don't know how I'm saying that word. Anyway, you get the point. We're supposed to enjoy life and it's not just, you know, here to get through the next day. Sometimes it feels that way, but we're meant to feel happiness. And that's truly when we can help other people and be our best selves. So if you are feeling happy, sometimes I've caught myself if someone is like, oh, how are you doing? I feel like I almost have to be like, oh, I'm good, but oh, it's just so crazy right now in LA with everything. When some days really, I feel like I have nothing to complain about. I'm like, everything's going really well. Like actually business is good. I love the podcast. I love my job. I love my life, my husband, my dog, like everything's good and that's okay. And you know what? There are going to be times when things are probably not feeling good. And I want to Enjoy these moments for what they are. So, I just want you guys to know don't feel guilty for that. Don't feel guilty for being happy. You can help other people and be your best self when you feel positive. A few other things just to touch on from this podcast episode that I was listening to with Ed Milette is he was saying, Success comes from service. And this has actually been on my mind a lot lately because. When you're annoyed with someone or you're unhappy with them, anything, they're bugging you, the best thing you can do is do an act of service for them. And this is something Leif recently was talking to me about. And I was like, you're so right. It puts you in the best headspace when you do things for other people. Sometimes when you're so focused on yourself and how bad your life is or anything like that you're focused too much on you. And sometimes you have to focus outward and it feels really, really good to serve other people and to help them. And it will raise your mood and make you a happier and better person for the most part. I know it does for me. Um, and he was saying in this episode, he was like, all these people who are successful, if you really think about it, they are serving others. Musicians who are you know, famous musicians they're serving you with their music. They're making you feel good feelings. You love their music. Even like Jeff Bezos, who, you know, he solved a problem for a lot of people with Amazon. And we're not going to get into Jeff Bezos, but I'm just saying like success actually comes from service when you really think about it. And sometimes, you know, maybe people get there in questionable ways, but for the most part, even I think of this with my job and with influencing some of the most successful influencers that i know are you know giving you inspiration they're giving you a laugh they're giving you motivation and support and recommendations and that's kind of where their success comes from definitely a lot of influencers maybe who are just doing tiktok dances but hey that's entertainment they're they're serving you with entertainment so that was kind of a wake up call for me and i've always said that anyway i'm in the middle of creating a kind of brand building social media course for balanced boss and service is a huge part of it. Like you have to add value to other people's life if you want to be a successful influencer. And that's something I think about all the time because after you do this for a long time, sometimes you're just like, oh yeah, I just share my life. But you have to think of it more as like, what can I give other people? What can I help them with today? What really spoke to me in this podcast episode that I can share with someone else that might help them out? And that's Essentially why I think we love the podcast so much is because it really does come from our heart. I was just saying, I was just interviewed for a different podcast and I was saying, I will literally say anything on a podcast. I would never say some of the stuff that I say on a podcast on Instagram. I don't even know why that is, but I think I just feel so much more comfortable talking. And maybe it's because I'm literally in a room alone, talking to no one. And I can't even equate that like, thousands of people are going to be listening to this later on. So maybe I'm just more comfortable. Maybe it's because there's no camera on me. But I think that's why we love podcasting so much is because it comes from our heart. We're sharing things that we genuinely hope will help people. And of course, we're sharing things that we love and that we think are fun to talk about. And we just hope that it can also help you guys. And yeah, so I think I I did get some questions about people wanting to be influencers or work with social media stuff. And I think keep that at the forefront of your mind. Like how can I serve people? How can I give to people? And I promise you will find more success. Okay. Favorite YouTubers. So obviously I have some good friends who are YouTubers, Kristen, Aspen, Chelsea. I love watching my friends videos to catch up with them but I was trying to think of someone who I watch who is not like someone I know personally. And I've shared this before. I I genuinely don't watch very many YouTubers. It overwhelms me to watch too much content. I just feel like if I'm keeping up with a million people, it just overwhelms me and I feel behind. Like if they come out with videos all the time, I'm like, oh shoot, I'm behind. So I don't watch that many YouTubers, but One that I do watch is Maggie McDonald. And I really, really enjoy her vlogs and her style. I love her aesthetic. And honestly, her videos make me feel so calm. And like, I love just her kind of minimalistic lifestyle. And that's something I've really been gravitating towards recently. She said somewhere, she's like, I don't have much attachment to things, which I feel the exact same way. I can get rid of something faster than... You can blink. I don't care if I got it in France and it's like, literally, it's so bad to the point where it, it could be like a family heirloom, and I'm like, yeah, toss it. Like I have no attachment to items. Um, you know, maybe if it was very, very sentimental and special to me, like, you know, if it something of my grandmother's and she had passed away or something, like maybe I would, you know, hold on to that. And I am that way about pictures. Like I just love pictures, and I cannot delete. Like even when I'm trying to clear storage, I'm like, I refuse. Like I refuse to delete these memories. Um, but as far as things go, especially clothes that I bought like in the last year, I do not care. I have no attachment to it. And that being said, I do closet cleanouts constantly. I just barely did a makeup and skincare clean out. I'm just like, get rid of all the fluff. I want the stuff that I actually use. And I feel like Maggie's really good at that. And she, it, it just calms me to watch her because I feel like, She has a very simple lifestyle, but it's very productive. And she's still like totally a go getter. I just really resonate with a lot of the stuff she posts. And she's obviously has like great style. So I love watching her vlogs. And that's kind of the only one that comes to mind at the moment. Um, I'll randomly keep up with like Emma Chamberlain and James Charles and, you know, just fun ones who have kind of bigger YouTube channels. But That is kind of all I've got for you right now as far as YouTubers go. Someone asked tips for starting a YouTube channel, and you know, I still kind of consider myself not an amateur, but I've never been amazingly consistent with YouTube. That's not like my main gig, and so I kind of have thought of it as like a side priority for a while now. I'm thinking of it more as a priority at this exact moment as I've been doing weekly vlogs, but that being said, I think consistency is key and post whatever the heck you want. This is something I've been thinking about lately because I have thoughts of like, oh, I should do, you know, a video sitting down and talking about this subject. And then I'm like, uh, I don't think my I don't think people would watch that. Like they prefer to see vlogs. And then I'm like, wait, who cares? I am gonna do what I wanna do. That's gonna go along with a lesson that I've learned this year, which I'm gonna answer last, but anyway. I would say consistency and post whatever you want. You would be surprised at the things that will do well. Some videos on TikTok or anywhere, I'm like, eh, this is just like funny to me and then it will blow up and I'm I'm just so confused by it. But I feel like a lot of times when you're just really in alignment with what you wanna do and you're super excited about a video concept, do it. Do what feels good to you. That's one of my main pieces of advice with all content. Stop looking around at what other people are doing and be like, oh, well, I guess that works. Okay. Now I need to switch my vibe to this. Do what feels right to you. That's the best thing you can do because when you're, and I don't want to get all like hippie on you, but when you're not living in alignment with like your actual desires, like when you're just going along with other people's dreams, something just is not clicking and it's hard to find success. You're going to find the most success when you just do what you actually want to do. And you have to dig really deep to find that sometimes because this year I've done that a lot. I still don't even feel like I'm completely there, but I've just been digging for, I'm like, okay, no, 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 not what's the popular thing to do. Not what's the current aesthetic. What do I want to do? How do I want people to feel when they come to my page? What am I actually trying to do here? And a lot of the things that I've done, it's not like they blow up and I'm like mega successful at certain things, but it feels so right to me that I don't care. And I have faith that everything is going to work out. And I know that I'm sharing things that are truly, you know, that I actually want to share. And that feels good to me. And I promise you will find the same thing. Even I would way rather, I've said this a million times, I'm like, I would rather drop followers every single day and be posting stuff that I absolutely love and be obsessed with my Instagram feed than just post what I know will get likes or, you know, follow certain trends just because it's trendy. But I'm like, "Eh, I don't really like this, but I know it will do well. I would... I don't care. I'm to the point where I'm just so over that. I just want to be me. And I, you know, I hope that it resonates with other people and I have faith that it will, but I'm not pushing. And that's something that Chelsea and I talk about a lot is like frantic energy and pushing for something. I have been a pusher in the past and I've definitely had frantic energy it's essentially where you feel like you have to like work to the ends of the earth to get these results. And this year I've kind of realized maybe it doesn't have to be that hard. Not that you don't, you know, you don't have to put in hard work and extra hours and, you know, it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies, but sometimes it doesn't have to be so draining and so hard. You could just do what feels right to you. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. We're going to talk about phone addiction, and then we're going to end with lessons and takeaways from 2020. Um, phone addiction is up first. Okay. So someone was like, can you please speak on your phone addiction? And I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> did you notice or have I just talked about it a lot? But basically, you're, you're correct. I am totally addicted to my phone. I feel like it has been my number one addiction, and I am really trying to break it something that I've been doing a lot instead of scrolling on my phone is reading. So people on my Instagram are like, wait, how are you reading these books so fast? And I'm like, well, (laughs) sadly, these are hours that I used to spend scrolling mindlessly on Instagram and TikTok. And instead now I'm reading, which I feel is a much better use of my time because I feel much more present when I'm doing that versus when I'm, you know, also it hurts my head and my eyes to be on my phone all day. I am not anti-social media. Clearly, I'm obsessed with social media and I'm obsessed with listening to podcasts and being on my phone. Honestly, I love TikTok. I love Instagram. I love YouTube. So don't get it twisted. Don't think that I hate social media, but I just think when you're scrolling mindlessly and letting your phone control you, it can get dangerous and it can become such an addiction. I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I've thought about You know, putting my phone in a room that's not my bedroom when I sleep, and it gives me crippling anxiety. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could never. And I'm like, okay, that's when you know you're addicted to something, is when you're like, no, 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 I can't be without it. And I'm really just trying to break that. I found myself when I'm in line at the grocery store, at at a store, or, you know, I'm in the car with Leif, I'm just like on my phone the whole time for no reason. There's nothing that I need to be on there for, I'm just on it. And I'm just trying to be more intentional overall with my time and be more in the present moment because we went to Montana earlier this summer and I have literally never been happier. I told Leif, I'm like, I feel so happy. And I think a big part of that was that I was not on my phone that much on that trip at all. We had horrible service and I just really wasn't on my phone that much. And I felt so present And just so happy. And the thing is, is that I love sharing with my community, but I think the difference that I've been trying to focus on lately is like my emotional energy and my attachment to my phone and me thinking like, oh, I have to be on here constantly. I have to be like checking how each photo is doing. I have to be checking how my TikToks are doing and just posting stuff and letting it go. Like I don't need to be on here being like, is this performing well? Oh no, it's not. Okay. Now what? It's like, There's no need for any of that. Truthfully, you cannot control the outcomes of things. So you just have to create content that you absolutely love, put it out into the world, and walk away. Truly, you don't need to be on your phone all day, even if you're an influencer. Even if you share a lot of your day on Instagram story, you know, you can even film stuff in advance, then post it all at one time, or you can Film stuff in the moment, post it really quick, and like get off your phone. You don't have to be on it. I used to use that as an excuse all the time. I'm like, oh, well, it's my job. Like I have to be on it all the time. I actually don't. I could totally get away with being on my phone for only like maybe two hours a day instead of literally eight hours a day. So there's that. And lastly, we're going to talk a little bit about what I have learned this year. One thing that came to my mind when I was thinking of this is the quote, you can't be everything to everybody. I have just been thinking about this concept lately because I have always been someone who wants to be a really good friend to people and I want to not that I like want to be there everything necessarily but I just want to be the best friend I can be and I feel like sometimes I'm trying too hard and putting too much energy into things that I really don't need to be putting energy into and you know, some friendships, Lauren Elizabeth recently was talking about this on her podcast. She was like, she actually said, I think the opposite. She's like, people don't need to be your everything. Like, "Mm," I don't want to put words in her mouth. I don't know if she said that, but it was something similar to that. And it kind of made me realize like all of your friends or your family are there for different purposes in your life. And you know, they have different meanings to you. And some of your friends, maybe you have more of a deep, meaningful connection with. And some of your friends, you more just have fun with. And you have more, you have some acquaintances. And that's totally fine. And you don't need to be everything to everyone. Because then you'll end up kind of just floating around, like trying to please people. And instead, if you're just living your life, being of service to people, being kind to everyone. And, you know, totally checking in with your friends and stuff. I'm not saying just drop your friends, but focus on your life and your vision and your thing and being happy. And you will be such a better friend. You'll be a better daughter, a better mother, wife, everything. If you are just living your best life. That's basically what I've been trying to do this year. And part of living my best life has been really unattaching to other people's opinions of me. And I have always grown up, saying I'm a people pleaser 24-7. I would always label myself as a people pleaser. I'm like, oh, I just don't want, I hate confrontation. I just don't want this and that. First of all, my advice, stop labeling yourself. All of these things, all of these, I almost just said all of these thoughts are just thoughts, but really that is the point I'm trying to get across. Like these fears we have, these random like, oh, I don't know, I'm scared to talk to her. Those are literally just fears. That's not who you are deep down inside. That's, fear talking that's a thought. So to say like oh i'm i'm not confrontational, well i'm just really shy. It's like those are all kind of excuses that we use like i'm a perfectionist. It's excuses in case we're rejected, we can fall back on that. Like oh, well it's cuz like you didn't like that because i didn't do that great of a job on it. I'm just such a perfectionist that i can never do it right. Instead of just stop labeling yourself and stop caring so much what other people think about you and this is something I've like truly, I'm definitely not going to say I've mastered it yet, but I have improved drastically in this area. I was telling Leif, I used to tell him about every single mean comment I would get. I'd be like, oh my gosh, someone commented and said this. And he'd be like, oh, that's so mean. And then we would talk about it. And now I'm just like, uh, I'm deleting that, that comment or DM. I usually keep the comments actually, but if someone DMs me something mean, I'll just immediately delete it. And sometimes I will like, just start reading a message that's super mean and then I'll just delete it before I even finish because I'm just like, I'm not wasting one ounce of my energy today on someone who doesn't know me at all and is criticizing me or whatever because they think they know me. I'm not wasting any energy on that. There is no need to think about that at all. The people's opinions who I care about are the people who know me and love me and are the closest to me. I would obviously, you know, really take their opinion into account. I I know that the people around me that are in my close circle have my best interest, and I am always willing to hear what they have to say. And I'll, you know, ask them questions and heed their advice. But I'm not taking advice from someone who doesn't have my best interest probably and who is, like, especially a troll on the internet who, like, doesn't even have a profile photo— if you think I'm taking your advice, sis, you're wrong. (laughs) So that is the point I've gotten to this year where I'm just like, I'm surrounding myself with positive people. I'm being more intentional. And I think I have gotten so much tougher this year. And I, I felt like I got tough last year. And this year I have truly internalized what it means to stop caring about what others think. And I feel like I've been living my like most true life this year. And I don't know if that would have happened without this pandemic, to be honest. And for that, I'm grateful. I think we always have to look on the bright side of things. And every single thing in your life, it it makes you who you are. It makes you a stronger person. I know that's extremely cliche, but I literally can look back at every single thing in my life that at the time I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like this sucks so bad. And I can look back and say, oh, that made me so much, you know, stronger. That that made me so much more resilient. And now because of that, I can help other people in this area. I'm so glad that, you know, I've gone through this struggle because now I can empathize with my friend who's now going through it. All of it just makes you a better person. It really does. And sometimes that's really, really freaking hard to see in the moment. And I totally understand that. But if you can keep a positive mindset and be very, you know, show gratitude and think about all of your blessings and all the things that you do love about your life, there are things. You can always find things. And I think that's so, so important. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys with today. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing Tuesday, an amazing week. If you guys do not already follow along with the podcast on Instagram, it's at what we said podcast. If you want to follow along with me personally, my Instagram is at JC Smith, just JC Marie on YouTube. If you want to watch my weekly vlogs and hang out, um, we will be back with Chelsea next week for a regular scheduled episode. And if you want to be extra, extra nice, I've been seeing some new reviews roll in and we read all of them. You guys are so, so kind. If you want to leave us a rating or review on the podcast app, feel free. It's very easy. It's on the Apple podcast app. You can just rate and review the podcast. And we really, really appreciate it. It actually does help us a lot. So if you want to do that, that'd be amazing. And also if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to screenshot it, share it on your Instagram story. We love posting, reposting you guys and chatting with you in the Instagram DMs. So thank you again for listening. And that's what I said. Goodbye.